the 2008 comedy film Yes Man, Jim Carrey plays a divorced bank loan officer spiraling the drain emotionally. Taken by a friend to a motivational seminar and publicly shamed into making a covenant to say yes to everything, the audience is then treated to the standard Jim Carrey fare of physical comedy, a face that on its own could be accused of overacting if it weren't so mesmerizing, and to the odd moment of heart as he finds liberation in saying yes to everything before it all inevitably unravels on him with the kind of pathos only Jim Carrey is capable of flirting with and never achieving. I remember watching this movie and thinking as I left, how liberating would that be to say yes to everything? It felt so bold and courageous. But as the movie not so subtly tries to remind us, it takes an equal amount of courage to say no. I'm David Dushman, and this is episode 37 of A Beautiful Anarchy, Saying Yes to No. While it is easy to see the appeal of saying yes and being the kind of person who always says yes... It is saying no that gets the work done and allows us the kind of space we need to say yes to the best things and the opportunities that will make the biggest difference in our creative lives. Let's talk about it. In the story I tell myself about myself, I am a man who does what he pleases. I'm a spontaneous free spirit who goes off on wild adventures or used to when we all did that kind of thing at the drop of a hat. In that story, I'm like the confused love child of Ernest Hemingway, Anthony Bourdain, and Tony Robbins. And if you ask me if I want to go diving with sharks, my answer is hell yes. Yes is a positive response. Hell yes is both positive and enthusiastic, and I like to think I'm both. And I don't think this desire to be relentlessly positive and enthusiastic is necessarily a bad thing so long as it's emotionally honest and doesn't stop me from also being melancholy once in a while when the mood hits. But is it realistic? And more to the point, perhaps, is yes all it's cracked up to be? It's like in the movie of life, yes has become the overly confident superhero and no has become the villain. Yes is good, no is bad, and we know what side we're on, don't we? But the hero always has his weakness, his one fatal flaw. And the problem with saying yes equally to all things is that all things are not equally important. It is arguably more important to most of us that we get that book written or that song finished than that we check Facebook every 12 minutes or reply right now to every unsolicited email. It's usually more important that we get to the gym than it is that we just eat cake all day. And yes, those are more extreme examples, and decisions are not always so polarized. I think it's important that we're on the same page with this principle. Not all things are equally important, and saying yes equally to all of them is impossible. That means this. If we can't possibly say yes to all things, then saying yes to one thing is often saying no to another and the obverse is equally true. Saying no to something can mean saying yes to another. Yes and no are neither intrinsically positive or negative. They are different sides of a coin that needs to be spent very carefully on the things we want most in life every day. Yes and no are only positive or negative relative to what we say yes or no to. Billionaire investor Warren Buffett is creative with money in the same kind of way that some of us are creative with words or music or images, and is quoted as saying that the difference between successful people 
and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. Echoing that, the late Steve Jobs said, people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. I don't want to put words into Steve's mouth, but I think he's saying that in order to say yes to the thing you've got to focus on, you must say no to the others. The two are causally linked. Without no, there is no yes. Saying yes by default is not necessarily generous. We've all been in the position of waiting for a friend who promised to meet us at noon only to have them stroll in an hour late because someone asked them to do something for them and they didn't want to seem unhelpful and just couldn't say no. Want to bet? You said no to me. You said no to not being where you said you'd be and when. The one that really gets me is that driver in front of you who stops all the people behind him in order to wave someone into traffic. Someone that should really just wait their turn. And yes, I know that makes me sound like a jerk and you might make a different decision. But saying yes to that one hapless driver that just can't seem to merge is saying no to everyone else. And I know they'll say they were just trying to be nice, but the question begs answering. Nice to whom? Because every yes to one thing is a no to another. And if you're that person that's always thinking, well, I just couldn't say no, and using it as an excuse for constantly neglecting your best creative work, then perhaps reframing it will help. You don't have a problem with saying no at all. You're really good at it. You disguise it as yes, and you're saying it to the wrong things. No is a two-letter, one-syllable word that is mastered by infants whose only other area of mastery is drooling and pooping unselfconsciously while others are around. No is possibly the easiest word to say, and I'm guessing that is true in any language. We don't have a hard time saying no. We have a hard time making choices and taking responsibility for them, and when we blame that on finding it hard to say no... We're painting a weakness to look like a strength, and we're not fooling anyone except ourselves. Meanwhile, our most important work is sitting there waiting for us, looking impatiently at its watch and wondering, what the hell is so important that we couldn't be bothered to show up on time? And we arrive late, probably a little too late to get anything really done, and we mutter some kind of lame excuse about being late and how we got distracted by something else, something to which, you know, we just couldn't say no which is our way of saying you weren't important enough to say yes to. I have never once heard someone blame a lack of getting shit done on an inability to say yes. Sorry I'm so late, I just couldn't say yes to being on time. Sorry I didn't finish that website, I just couldn't say yes to making it a priority. We don't say that because very few of us are that unflinchingly honest about our choices. To do so would be to admit that we sabotage our own efforts. But wouldn't it make it easier to make those important decisions if we didn't allow ourselves the luxury of hiding behind yes or blaming no? If we acknowledged that no decision is a yes or no choice, but a yes and no choice, that yes to one is always no to others. When we make decisions, it's not yes or no, it's yes and no. Yes to this means no to the other competing desires and vice versa. And if Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett are to be counted on for their wisdom, 
then it's probably time we started saying yes to no. Saying no creates space and time for the right opportunities, the ones that fall in line with the things we most value and hope for, the possibilities that we need to get our best work done. If you've heard me talk before about the big rocks first paradigm, this is the equivalent of saying no to some of the little rocks because you have said yes to the big ones. The big rocks are the important priorities. The little rocks are the smaller ones that seem so urgent but don't actually move the needle on getting the important things done. I read a book two years ago called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, and the main takeaway for me was learning to ask this one question. What one thing can I do today that by doing that one thing makes all other things easier or unnecessary? You're basically asking what, for today, is your big rock? In the context of this conversation, the question becomes this. What is your big yes? No does not have to be the opposite of yes. It can be a necessary tool that supports yes. Every big yes needs to be defended zealously by an army of take-no-prisoners, show-no-mercy, no-ninjas. Like a lot of kids my age, I was really into ninjas when I was about 13. I had the black costume, I had the weapons, all of them made from whatever I could find at the hardware store. My buddy Scott and I would run around the neighborhood after dark and do ninja things, which to a 13-year-old was like lurking around other people's backyards and working on our invisibility skills. Sometimes we would climb trees and hide in them for hours. The hiding made much easier by the fact that no one was actually looking for us. It all came crashing down when the police came to my door and asked to see the stash of homemade weapons I'd collected and didn't leave before I promised to destroy those weapons, none of them particularly legal in Canada, under the watchful eye of my stepfather. I was not a very good ninja. A number of things account for that, not the least of which was a total absence of training. In an effort to show you how dedicated I am to this metaphor, I went online and googled the phrase, how long does it take to become a ninja? One source told me at least three years to get to a basic level. Another suggested I needed to have started my training when I was four years old, which I quickly dismissed as fake news because I don't like to be robbed of hope. The WikiHow site wouldn't commit to a time frame, but gave me 15 steps to become a ninja easily. One search misunderstood my search terms entirely and told me that Enter the Ninja, the 1981 movie, was 90 minutes long not helpful. But one thing is certain, though the training of the ninja is shrouded in a fog of mystery so thick that not even a brief search on Google could penetrate it, you cannot be a ninja without training. My no ninjas, the ones that protect my big yes, are highly trained. They are trained to move in at the first sign of anything that makes a move on my bigger priorities and to keep a wide perimeter. But before all of that can happen, you need to know what your big yes is. Sometimes it's a big yes for today, the one thing that once done makes other things unnecessary or easier. Sometimes it's a bigger yes that takes weeks or months, and ultimately even they serve the biggest yeses of all, the things that I want to accomplish with my life, the work that I want to get done, the person that I want to be, the changes I want to affect, and the value I want to bring to this world. You can't have it all. You can't do it all, and in the absence of an identified and well-protected big yes, the small yeses will fight over your time and attention, and they will swarm in and fill every gap you allow them to, 
creating for you a week, a year, or most tragically, a lifetime of serving every urgent little thing that begs you to say yes to it. And they accumulate, many of them good things, and they demand your time, your money, your focus, and attention. And you will have nothing left over for the big yes or to that handful of big yeses that might otherwise have given direction to your work and your life. When we do not intentionally identify our big yes and defend it with an army of no, we default to playing small and condemn ourselves to never accomplishing the big pieces, the legacy work, the stuff that would make the biggest difference in our lives, and to perpetually apologizing because we just couldn't say no. You're not the only one who finds it hard to say no. I think most of us need to train ourselves to say it and to do so without apology or justification. For me, it has become much easier to do that and stick to it when I know what my big yes is. My big yes is like my compass. It gives me a direction in which to work while I send my no ninjas everywhere else. I don't say no because I'm a negative person. I don't say it because I'm not a kind or generous person. I say no because it protects the big yes. No gives my life more freedom, not less. It gives me time. It gives me all the things my creativity needs to thrive and not be squashed down by a million well-intentioned yeses. And ultimately, it frees me from the one thing I think is most responsible for the whole reluctance to say no in the first place, the fear of missing out. So many of us say yes to every little thing so scared that we'll miss out on those things. And though I wish it were otherwise, the prophet Mick Jagger was right when he told us, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, well, you might find you get what you need. There isn't the time to get it all, to do it all, and get everything we fear missing out on. But you can make choices that help you get what you need. That's your big yes. That is the thing I most fear missing out on. Not the little things, the easily achieved, the trivial little pleasures or obligations, but the big stuff, the great joys, the hardest but most rewarding work, the big adventures. It's one or the other, and I fear missing out on them, having made a fool's bargain by trading a handful of truly brilliant diamonds for just a truckload of pebbles. What's your big yes today? What do you need, either deep down or more practically, to have accomplished by the end of this month or this year? What do you truly want? Write it down. And now take a moment to consider all the other things that will require you to say no. What are they? What demands will be placed on you that will require the full force of your no ninjas? Anticipate them. Some things can be dispatched immediately. Some things can be lumped together and done more efficiently once a week. Some things can be delegated. And some things can simply be ignored. You're under no obligation to deal with all the many things that come unsolicited into your life. We all fear missing out on things. Of course we do. But not making a choice about what we are willing to miss out on in order to say yes to the most important things is just settling. It's abdicating our decision-making and letting the loudest voices drown out the deepest ones and letting the seemingly urgent forever keep us from the truly important. This isn't about saying yes or no. It's about saying yes by saying no. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
If you want more of this kind of thing to fuel your everyday creativity, I've got two new books for you. Start Ugly, The Unexpected Path to Everyday Creativity and The Problem with Muses. Both can be found in all the usual places like Amazon or through the links at startuglybook.com. And both will support this podcast and help you protect and pursue the big yes in your life. If you're only just discovering a beautiful anarchy, I post new episodes three out of every four weeks. But there's no reason you should take a break on those fourth weeks. So I'd like to send you a monthly issue of On The Make, which is basically an email version of A Beautiful Anarchy. And you can get that by going to startuglybook.com, scrolling to the bottom, and telling me where to send it. At the same time, I will also send you a copy of my ebook, Escape Your Creative Rut, Five Ways to Get Your Groove Back. And once a month, I'll draw the name of one reader to whom I will send, with my gratitude, a copy of one of my books. Thank you so much for being part of this. You are part of my big yes, and I'm so grateful. We'll talk soon. Until then, go make something beautiful.